Nipporah for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. And I am delighted to be joined by David Diamante out here in Texas. It's the first time that I've managed to find somewhere to come outside. David, I know you've been up here a couple of times, but how are you? How is life and how have you found kind of coming out here ahead of one of the biggest fights of the year and a blockbuster fight to end the year on? Well, Andy, it's nice to see you too. And, uh, you know, they say they save the best for last. And this is the last fight of 2020, uh, you know, of 2020. And man, it's it's a doozy. You know, it's a beauty of a fight. Um, really excited for this fight. This is a fight that we've been looking at for a long time, hoping it could happen, hoping it could happen up in Liverpool, you know, in the UK. And and as as we found out from some interviews uh, this week, you know, Canelo wants to fight over in the United Kingdom, which would be great. But this one is here in Texas, and we're in San Antonio. Tower of Americas is right back here. I don't know if the people can see it, but it's a beautiful tower from the World's Fair from 1968. And San Antonio is a great, great city. The Alamo's here. Um, you know, it's America's version of uh, Sparta. And um, the Riverwalk and, and Puffy Tacos. And it's a great city, and it's a great fight town. And, and we've got a, a great fight on Saturday night. So I cannot wait for this fight. David, it is, it's such an interesting fight to kind of watch and to be a, a spectator for come Saturday night. But heading into this fight, a lot of people spoke about kind of the height, the height and the weight difference that people would naturally think Callum being the bigger man compared to Canelo. Seeing them on the scales today, what do you make of it? Well, they were both bang on at 168, the super middleweight limit, which is, which is great, really interesting. Um, but, you know, if you're going to be if you're tall like Callum Smith is, and he's, he's just scary tall for, for the weight, you, you can't give up your height, you know? Um, so I think that's going to be a really interesting thing. He wants, you get, you got to fight tall. And if he can pop his jab, and I mean really pop it, because you, Canelo is a really, he's not one of the pound-for-pound pound greats in the world for no reason. He's a hell of a fighter. He's a four-division champion, you know, light middleweight, middleweight, super middleweight, and light heavyweight champion. You know, he's, he's a really tough fighter. Um, he's all about business, man. No boxing, no life. So he's coming for it, and we know that. We've seen that with, against Kovalev and against uh, Rocky Fielding. But Callum Smith is, is a different type of fighter uh, than those guys, and he's also in his prime. And... You know, he's with obviously training with Joe Gallagher, and I think they've devised a game plan. I think this was their dream fight, and they've got it. And I think they're both over the moon about it, and they know how big of an opportunity this is. So I just think, you know, if I'm in the Smith corner, I'm just going to try to fight tall and really utilize that jab and just make it nasty, you know, because um, the jab can, can be used in so many different ways. But I think... Um, you know, it can be exploratory, it can be a range finder, and it can actually be an aggressive punch. It can, be, it can do all kinds of things. But I think that's going to be the key to this fight for, for Callum, you know, is try to keep some distance and pop that jab um, and, and, and see what happens. You know, he's got to play it out. You can always come in with a game plan, right? But the way the fights unfold, um, I mean, I think Canelo is going to expect that he's going to do that. So Canelo probably has the antidote for that so they both are going to have to make adjustments and that's that's what makes really good fighters great fighters david listening to you there saying it's going to be important for callum to try to keep some distance 
with that in mind, do you think it's in, we will see him maybe look to box around the ring and move a bit more, or he needs to try to hold the centre of the ring and keep Canelo away? Canelo away? What do you think would be better suited to Callum? Well, again, I think it depends to see what happens, what Canelo does. Um, you know, I think you always want to keep the centre of the ring if you can, but if you have a bull like a Canelo coming forward and he's really strong and he throws combos and he moves great and he's got power in both hands, you might need to, to get on your bicycle a bit. But again, it's a fight. So it's not, it's not about running, but it's about, it's about boxing, right? So um, you just want to fight tall and, and see what unfolds in the fight and make those correct adjustments. Heading into this fight as well, David, you know, some people have spoken about in the past with regards to some decisions Canelo's had. Some would argue he's maybe a little fortunate. Maybe some of the scorecards were certainly in his favour when they could have been closer. Or you going back to maybe the Golovkin first fight, the Lara fight, you know, amongst others. People are saying that if, if Callum's to win, he needs to knock him out. He needs to stop Canelo because he wouldn't get any favours on the scorecards. Do you think that's an accurate assessment in your opinion, David? Well, you know... Look, people said that Callum's last fight against John Ryder, he got lucky on the scorecards. I mean, sometimes the, the cookie crumbles either way. I think no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter if you're the, the hometown guy or not the hometown guy, you never want to leave it up to the judges if you can. I think for Callum Smith to stop Canelo, I'm not saying he can't do it, but it's a tall order. It's a really tall order. I mean, Canelo seems to have you know one of the best chins in the game. Um, he's really got a great beard, so that might be tough. But but again, you know, you want to leave as little uh, discrepancy for the judges as possible. You know, you want to kind of make it, you want to plead your case in the ring as best you can. But I, I'm not sure who the judges are for this. I did see Steve Weisfeld uh, down in the cafeteria today. Um, I would assume he's probably going to be one of the judges. He's one of the best in the game. Um, I think the judges, I, I hope the judges will always be impartial, is what I hope. And that, you know, they will choose uh, the best man to win the fight. David, I know you've made the UK your home for the past few months, obviously covering the shows in London at the, the Wembley Arena. But coming back out here, yeah, 12,000 fans on Saturday night, how brilliant will it be to be able to witness kind of a, a real atmosphere after eight months without really having one, except for this past weekend, of course, where a thousand were in attendance for AJ's week? Yeah, I mean... Well, it was great. So last week, again, we were at Wembley, uh, our final show at Wembley for the residency with the heavyweight championship of the world with uh, Anthony Joshua and Kubrat Pulev. And I've heard that it was the very first UK boxing show that had fans back. And what a privilege uh, to be there um, for me and for, the, I guess, for the fans too. But it was such a great feeling. I could tell you everyone on the promotional side of it like our hearts warmed, you know, just having the crowd there felt so good. And, uh, and I think for the fighters too, you know, they just hearing those cheers, it, it makes a difference, man. It really does. I mean, I think that boxing has been in a great position to be able to stay active during the pandemic. And that's great. Um, and I think that we're going to look back on this period, hopefully in a number of years when we get past this pandemic and we'll remember this in, in, an, in an interesting way and say, God, remember that time when we had fights behind closed doors? And, but uh, it's great to have fans back in 12,000 at the Alamo Dome. I think it holds 64,000, but, uh, you know, which, which is huge. It's like three times the size of Madison Square Garden. It's a big arena. But 12,000 is going to be loud. And, you know, 
I know the UK fans are some of the best, but so are the Mexican fans. And we're going to have a lot of Mexican fans, a lot of Mexican-American fans rooting for Canelo. So I expect it to be a really loud crowd tomorrow night. I can't wait. <laughs> for as loud as he will be, is that kind of one ever drawback? Knowing it is a 64,000 seat capacity, there's no doubt in probably everybody's minds in this, bu in this bubble here, in normal circumstances, that sells out. We have thousands in attendance at a weigh-in. We'll have people turning up for a press conference. Is that kind of when you look at it and reflect it, it will be kind of a, a gutting thing to know? Gutting? No, I mean, look, it is what it is. Like, we're, we're staying active right now. We're doing what we have to do. You know, Canelo's a fighter. He wants to fight. Callum Smith's a fighter. He wants to fight. These guys want to be active. They want to fight each other. We could all wait for these massive gates and these big things, but, but they might not happen. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So these fights need to be made when they can be made. Um, and we've seen the big shows. You know, we just saw AJ fight behind closed doors. We saw BJ Saunders fight behind closed doors. We just saw Tiafimo Lopez and Vasily Lomachenko behind closed doors. A lot of big fights have happened behind closed doors. Um, Spence and Garcia just happened. So, you know, um, I, I know there have been some fans at some of those. But, but for the most part, you know, we're not getting those regular gates that we get. Um, but hopefully we'll be back soon. And these fights have to be made. There's no shortage of great fights to be made down in the future. Um, and Demetrius Andrade's here, and he's trying to call out B.J. Saunders. He wants him, and, and who knows, maybe if, they, if those guys dance, maybe the winner can, can face the winner of this fight. I, I don't know, but there are just so many great fighters out there and so many great fights to be made. Um, I, I, look, today I did the weigh-in, okay, for Canelo and Smith, and there was definitely energy in the room, and people made noise, but it wasn't the massive crowd that we would normally have. So, yeah, of course we miss that, but hopefully we'll be back, be back to that soon. David, take me back to last weekend watching Anthony Joshua and obviously MCing Anthony Joshua's victory over Kubrat Pulev. What did you make of it and obviously the experience of having the first thousand fans back there? I thought he looked really good, especially for being out of the ring for you know so long. I think so many of these fighters have been out of the ring for so long. Uh, ring rust can be an issue for any of them. But Kubrat Pulev is a very tough fighter, strong fighter. Um, Albeit a bit pedestrian, you know he's not he's not uh, the most uh, uh, light on his feet, but but he is dangerous. He's very dangerous, and he showed that. I mean, his right hand was whipping. I thought AJ did a really good job to get out of the way of that right hand. Um, I really loved AJ's uppercut, man. It's like it just seems to be getting deadlier and deadlier. Um, he's really using it uh, incredibly. So uh, it was a great performance. I, I I thought it was really good. It's good to see him back and. Um, I did think a little bit that he, he might have let Kubrat back into that fight. I thought, I thought he had Kubrat really hurt. Um, and I didn't really see Kubrat posing that much of a threat if AJ was coming forward. You know, I mean, sometimes the best defense is a good offense. And it seemed like after he had Pulev hurt, he kind of let off, let off the gas a bit. Now, who knows? Maybe... You know, in the Ruiz fight, when he had Ruiz hurt in the first fight, he came right at him, and that's when he got in trouble. So maybe he wanted to take it slow. Either way, he came out with the W. I thought he looked great. Um, he was he was very motivated. He was really excited to be in the ring. Um, he seemed very humble in his interviews. And, uh, you know, AJ's a great guy, man, and, and I think he's a great fighter. And, again, that uppercut, man, he's using that. That's a dangerous weapon. There some people over social media saying that, did AJ look maybe a little bit cautious? You know, when, when he dropped Kubrat in that third round, 
did he maybe hold back a little bit instead of going in and finishing him the way that we saw earlier on in his career? Because go back to the Ruiz loss in New York, he dropped him in the third round and we know what happened after that. Did you maybe sense that or did you think maybe he was a little cautious? Well, I don't know if it was cautious or if it was just he just let off on the gas a little bit. I just wasn't sure what it was, but it seemed to me that he did let off the gas a little bit and it gave Pulev a chance to get back into the fight. And there were a couple moments I was like, I was, you know, I was like, whoa. Um, so again, I don't root for any fighter, but, um, but there were some, there were some moments where, you know, Kubrat was throwing some, some huge shots and AJ got out of the way of most of them. And, and he, you know, and he was able to, to stop Pulev and, and it, it was, uh, he did, he did the job. So, but, uh, you know, again, as I alluded to in, in what I just said before this, yeah, it could be, it could be that you'd have to ask him what it was going on in his head. But, um, look at the end of the day, to me, you always want to stick with what got you there and that's the boxing. And so if you get a guy hurt, you don't necessarily need to rush in, uh, to finish the job, if you got him there by sticking to your boxing, I would say continue doing that. If you find the opening, take it. But you do have to be cautious, especially in the heavyweight division. Moving forwards, David, the one big fight everybody would love to see next year in the heavyweight division is that between Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. One obstacle to overcome is the WBO mandatory situation. Alexander Usyk made it very clear he wants to face AJ. The WBO seem insistent that AJ must face Alexander Usyk. Do you think that we will see that kind of push to the side or a deal could be agreed so that AJ Fury could go ahead for the undisputed championship? Those are all questions for Eddie. Okay, those are questions for Eddie. Um, I can't tell you what's going to happen with that. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, I want to see all these guys fight, but of course the main fight we want to see is uh, uh, Joshua and Fury. There's no doubt about it. It's the biggest fight in, in you know, British boxing. It's one of the biggest fights in world boxing, if not the biggest fight in world boxing. It's a huge fight. It's a great fight. They've been on a collision course. Both men want the fight. Let's make the fight. And, 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 and they can both fight Usyk afterwards. I mean, but, but like, let's have this fight. You know, I think Usyk's great. I'd love to see them, you know... Dead ick. You know, let, let's we we'll, it's great. Let's get Usyk, but I want to see Fury and Joshua. We all want to see that. We do indeed, David. We do indeed, and we will leave that there now. I'll leave you down to enjoy the rest of your day, enjoy the rest of your cigar without me obviously pestering you with questions. But I'm gonna leave a final word to yourself ahead of what is the final fight of 2020, final big fight rather. What would you like to say to everyone? Get everybody pumped up for tomorrow night for me, David. Yeah, just if you're a boxing fan and you know anything about these fighters, there's, it's, it's almost impossible not to be excited about this fight. This is, this is pound for pound great, four division champion against the best 168 pounder on the planet, you know, to see who's the, be who's the kingpin at 168 pounds. It's a, it's a great fight. Um, it's the last fight of the year, and it's been a tough year for everyone. Um, but thank you for all the support uh, to the fans and, and really appreciate it. And uh, the fight starts now, baby. It's going to be great. I cannot wait. Dave, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you out here in Texas. I'm sure I'll catch up with you again, whether it be before the fight tomorrow or I'd imagine after the fight. I appreciate your time as always. Thank you for speaking to Boxing Social. Thank you, Andy.